Jesus Christ, that's what nearly $2 million gets you? <laughs> yeah, right? The $3 million house looks extreme. Anyway, I guess we should actually, like, yeah. do an episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, where did we see the news that Apple is... It must have been Mac rumors or something. Anyway, apparently Apple is uh, going to do something about the complete lack of affordability of housing in the Bay Area, uh, which is kind of funny. I mean, they have so many millions and billions of dollars, they could literally just like buy a bunch of houses and rent them to people for not very much money, but they're not going to do that. They could also build like large apartment buildings but they're not going to do that i assume right like the the stuff they're going to do still sounds like there's some profit motive behind it you know like well what does assist first time buyers mean like you're going to let them have a uh $300,000 loan to you for their down payment <laughs> so they can get the other 1.7 mil from the bank and then you know you get to uh, get interest on that or, uh, you know, yeah. just in indentured servitude uh, them so that they can handle their turnover problem. <laughs> Maybe that's the yeah, end like, goal. <laughs> uh, do they have a turnover? I mean, I guess most tech companies have a turnover problem. Yeah, because they're all in the freaking Bay Area. So everyone can just go to the next one when they get pissed off at their manager. Yeah, just go next door. And like their HR departments like intentionally use that as a shortcut to like screening someone from like the East Coast. Do they even hire people from the East Coast? I wonder if they do reload packages. Not that I'm in the market to reload. Certainly uh, they not. They told me they do. Oh, cool. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, the other thing about Apple is that they will pay you below market rate because it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, they'll... I, I probably wouldn't make more than I make now if, for some reason, Apple had my specific job and and wanted to hire me for it. And, like, as bananas as the housing prices are around me, like, at least there are houses that are under a million dollars. Now, the, the very crappy house, well, the extremely mediocre house that I live in now would, would run about 800000 mm -hmm. <laughs> to buy, but not one point eight. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm looking at Zillow uh, in Cupertino, and it's like... A house that if you plopped it down in Riverside County would run you about $400,000, maybe, depending what part of it you, if, if it were as far south as Paris, you could probably get it for like three hundred. will run you $2.7 million. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's just wild. And, and Cupertino is kind of like, it's a little bit kind of tucked away, like, and it's surrounded uh, on, on, at the north completely by tech tech land mountain view sunnyvale uh if you go far enough you get to san jose which on the other side of the university is still like kind of not as expensive um are you sure it like... keeps scrolling <laughs> well <laughs> there's one Think, things go down in price but they're like literal like trailer modular home sized things or you get to like <laughs> DC area, well, like my DC suburb prices, where yeah. there's like one or two, and they're right around eight hundred thousand. God, it's such a tiny crappy house. This one in San Jose, and I know it's kind of in the barrio, like yeah, that's not a nice area. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of San, like San Jose, 
so that's, you know, where Apple's event was and where we stayed in our secret undisclosed location. And like, it wasn't, it didn't seem like dangerous or anything, but it was definitely like, these are not white tech workers living here, which is terrifying yeah, to white tech workers. Yeah, we somehow <laughs> got put on some local roads on our way back from something. And uh, <laughs> I recall that, so it was, um, you know, it was like way far down on like the road that our uh, secret location was actually on. And, you know, just a couple more blocks and it was... First of all, the uh, skyline vanished, and we made some comments about the nice view of smog we could get of the mountains <laughs> <laughs> with no tops for the wrong reasons. <laughs> it makes for beautiful sunsets. Yeah, presumably. It was like noon, though. Lights up red. Yeah. Um, but also, it had, you know, your typical, like, um, uh, bilingual or monolingual, but the first language is Spanish, uh, bail bonds and other predatory industries on yeah. every corner kind of neighborhood. And that like and that's pretty far. Like if you work at a tech company and you live there, your commute sucks. Yeah, I mean it was still like fifteen minutes for us to go those two blocks. I think I think <laughs> nearby is Palo Alto, which is not exactly known. Well, actually Palo Alto is a little bit far. Where the hell are you supposed to live? Like <laughs> it's it's really okay, so if if I remove the boundaries that's Cupertino, there's okay, let's see. This is six thirty nine. What is that? A <laughs> condo? <laughs> Oh, it's so crappy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's got like a 1980s stove and microwave and dishwasher. Oh, and that's $640,000. Wow. Not to mention and, like the taxes on that. So like your monthly is probably, you know, like four or $5,000. Well, yeah, I guess if you bought it new, because so there's this weird thing in, in California where your property taxes might not be as high as they ought to be. But that's really only the case if you've lived in the same place mm -hmm. since forever. Oh, wow. 481 a month in a, in HOA. I love Zillow. <laughs> I love just I'm constantly looking at houses in my area. Oh, yeah. It's a, like, it's a good hobby. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's about seven grand a year in taxes. Yeah. Which is not inconsiderable. <laughs> Um, I mean, so a tech worker could probably swing it. Uh, that's kind of far, that one. Like, the, that commute wouldn't not suck. <laughs> Basically, if you want your commute to not suck, you gotta, you gotta cough up about two mil. Yeah. Or you could buy one of these little condos and have, like, a couple of roommates. Yeah, which I, uh, I think is what people actually do. I think, um, the thing is for people to get raked over the coals for a uh, lease term or two in something when they first started Apple and then pick a couple of buddies and then get raked over the coals in a mortgage together. <laughs> yeah, rents are pretty bad, although not as bad as mortgages, obviously. Well, actually, that's not obvious. It depends where you are. Yeah. Rents are actually kind of worse where I am because there are so few properties for rent, mm. relatively speaking, and the people who do rent them kind of stay there forever, like we're likely to do. Because <laughs> <laughs> God knows, we can't buy a house where we live now, but we can basically afford this the ridiculous rent that we're paying. So <laughs> I guess, I guess for us, <laughs> if we lost our damn minds and moved to Cupertino for some reason, like, we could probably rent something. <laughs> but it would still suck. Um, and we'd be in California, so perhaps we would be on fire at some point. 
Yeah, California doesn't have a lot going for it. I mean, except for like the companies that are there uh, predatorily, one might argue. Personally, I like the complete lack of weather, but it does lead to a lot of the other problems. Well, the weather is fire now. You have uh, nine months of fire. Yeah, yeah it's kind of unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> but I, apparently, the other thing, so what would need to happen to solve this housing crisis is more density. Because it's not reasonable to build out further and further, although that's what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um Instead, what you need is to utilize vertical space by building upward. Um, But, of course, zoning laws do not allow that. So even if Apple bought, like, you know, 20 houses, 20 adjacent houses and wanted to turn that uh, their combined lots into a giant apartment building to house their workers, they probably couldn't do it because the people on the other side or somewhere else would be like, you're spoiling my view. And it's like, your view of what? Uh, and also, I don't care. A funny irony of uh, uh, Apple v. Cupertino's uh, municipal structure is that imagine if you paid your entry level and like non-engineering roles enough to live in Cupertino. <laughs> would you have this problem still? Or is it because only, you know, someone with a V somewhere in their title can live there? Um, if they wanted to, that it's just you fighting with the people that, you know, bought that house for $80,000 in, you know, yeah. 1974 that are just stubbornly living there despite how awful the area has become. And they just had their head in the sand. Well, they have really good reasons to stay there. California Prop 13 means that if they sold their house that they bought for $80,000 in 1972 and moved somewhere else, their jump in property taxes, even if they moved to a, I don't know, one of those $500,000 condos, which they could easily do because they would make a killing on their actual house, their property taxes would jump so much that it still might up end up unaffordable. Although if they put their massive windfall <laughs> from selling the house and, and invested it wisely, perhaps. Yeah, they could buy like a couple miles of like Montana. Oh, I, d- I wouldn't want to buy Montana. like uh my thing has been that the tech companies should like pick a dakota each of them pick a different dakota (laughs) and you know get some uh 10g out there and you know just build like a proper campus because you know land doesn't cost anything there um it's cold but if you're building things you know you can just build breezeways between everything Mm -hmm. um I don't know. It would be pretty. I I do not support this plan. It it, it would make more sense to build. Honestly, Arizona uh, would be a better choice because um, they don't have weather, so you won't have your employees like stuck in their driveways like you would in the Dakotas. Um, they the infrastructure. No, you, you is... imprison the employees on the campus. I use the word campus oh, like to emulate literally... emulate a school. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> That's hor- that. No, I can't support that. Think how abusive that work culture would be. Like, well, you just live, you know, around the corner. Just go use the underground tunnels to get to your apartment <laughs> or your your weird house or whatever. Uh, I just, mm, still, I just, I don't like it. Also, there's no like, there's very little grocery store infrastructure, uh, and I doubt they wouldn't want to bring in a Whole Foods because that's Amazon. <laughs> so I don't know what they would do about that. I I think. 
I don't know, really what they should fucking do is not make people live any place in particular, yep. uh, with the exception of people literally working on hardware, which is something that you pointed out in this thing. Because, I mean, it, for software engineers, which I assume is a substantial yeah. <laughs> amount of their employees uh, and even managers, there's no reason for their asses to need to be in any particular physical chair. Yeah. Basically, I think Apple's biggest mistake in the Tim Cook era was doing Apple Park at all. <laughs> like, I know it's like one of the last things that Steve Jobs did was like, you know, get the approval from the uh, city council for stuff for it. It's okay. He's dead. He won't mind. The writing was already on the walls in 2011 that like remote internet based jobs <laughs> are probably a thing that's going to take off. Right? Especially if you build such a miserable office experience yeah. with that, with all that glass. I mean, it's just as bad where I work now, honestly. I mean, we have, there's like kind of a central core that's made of concrete. So like, you're not, it's not, <laughs> it's not quite as much of a panopticon. <laughs> I guess it's not that bad because there's nobody in the middle of the ring really who can see you all the time. But anyway, that's spoiling my joke with facts. Um. Well, and, and since you mentioned uh, that horrible experience, We'll never get the full story, but like we know that getting to design all those horrible things for Apple Park was part of getting Johnny Ive to stay as long as he did, which, you know. Not super sure we needed that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because it's also connected to uh, them getting rid of Scott Forstall. And I heard this maybe theory, maybe not that like the official unofficial story is that he wouldn't put his name on the sorry maps uh, in iOS 6 mm -hmm. suck uh, apology letter. And the additional detail that may or may not be true is that he actually didn't want to release it yet. Mm. You know, it was their project. So th the history was that um, back at the time, Google refused to assign an updated agreement for Maps data with Apple that would provide them with the information as uh, vectors instead of like JPEGs <laughs> for like, you know, mm -hmm. like the roads because they were JPEGs back then, including like the labels already like drawn on them from Google as if they were the satellite stuff. Anyway. Yeah, I remember that because uh, at my at my university employer back then, they were some one of the programmers was developing a new campus map based on Google stuff. And his solution to that was to make different JPEGs to overlay on the Google JPEGs. Uh, and they didn't quite match Oof. either, either in color. And it was just it was horrendous. Uh, I guess they got rid of it eventually, but that was the shameful state of affairs when I left. But yeah, Google used to be ridiculous. And the other thing they wouldn't provide was turn-by-turn uh, -turn functionality, which I don't see ha how that's something they would need to provide, considering that it's the app logic talking to your GPS, telling you when to do the next step, unless it was like, they don't actually tell you like the actual outline of the road. So it doesn't really know when you're coming up to an intersection. Um, but anyway, so those were the two things that Google wouldn't budge on unless Apple gave buckets of user data <laughs> with, the, <laughs> with the payloads. So 
they started uh, crapping together their own thing out of all the uh, freeware mapping services, and it came out like crap, unless you were in Cupertino where they tested it. <laughs> um, right. And it's possible that that wasn't even, you know, a, uh, a problem with project management if they released it a year ahead of when Forrestal's team thought it was going to be released. Yeah. Or even if, you know, it's one of those turns out it's hard situations. Right. Like they might have like, you know, done it as a research project and said, all right, we got to, uh, you know, throw money at them or something, you know. like Somebody was like, ship it. Yeah. <laughs> or they tried to get nine women to have a baby in one month. Yeah, something. Yeah. Because to a certain extent, there's only so much you can accomplish by throwing money at a problem. Problems like that can only be broken down well, into parallel. I mean, in this case, it was like the contract thing that was like throw money at it, like. You know, oh, yeah. you know, Google gives Apple, you know, a couple billion dollars a year for being the uh, default uh, <laughs> search, you know, just to uh, renegotiate that or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. It's so weird. And it's it's kind of unfortunate because I much like I'm not super convinced that we needed more Johnny Ive. I'm I'm not super convinced that we needed less Forstall. Yeah, he seems to be uh, it seems to have been pretty good at project management, even if he was a, a tyrant. I don't know, you know, stuff mm. that comes out in books about him um, hasn't really been negative, despite these things being written slightly after his house. And I mean, you know, they got the uh, original iPhone done. Uh <laughs> yeah, that was remarkable. And it it only kind of sucked. Yeah, but like now, um, and this is where this is going to turn into a tech episode, like it all kind of <laughs> sucks right now. Like, yeah, oh, Jesus Christ, mail is so bad. Mail on my phone, mail.app, the built in, one of the main things that was so great about the original iPhone was the mail experience was vastly superior to every other smartphone at the time. And this was with the built in app, and it sucks so bad now. It constantly has a notification when there's nothing new. Yep. It doesn't seem to, it doesn't seem to get like push mail. And sometimes, like you'll get a notification that you have mail, and you go to mail, and it's not there, and so you need to pull down <laughs> so it'll refresh, and then it'll get it. And I don't know to what extent this is. I mean, I guess it, it can't possibly just be a Gmail thing because you and Brian have pretty much the, the same experience, right? And y'all are using iCloud. Yeah. Um, I revoked uh, notifications other than um, the badge and uh, the VIPs for mail a while ago because it was too infuriating. Yeah, I should do that. It's really bad. And like the the stuff, I mean, so this is supposed to be fixed in 13.2.2 or something like that. Uh, the, the memory stuff where it would just like dump everything yep. out of RAM like all the freaking time. Mm -hmm. It used to be that, you know, part of ma what makes multitasking useful and good is if apps kind of maintain state. Yeah. And that kind of stopped happening. Like Pandora never knew what the last song was anymore. <laughs> Even if I barely touched my phone like in between car trips, which is pretty much when I listened to Pandora. Yeah, and uh, so stuff like Pandora and uh, uh, Overcast, because uh, he's been talking about this, is that there's a lot of stuff that's not documented um, and, like, changes between, like, uh, subsequent builds of the same version of a beta mm -hmm. and between point releases is there's all these um, unwritten limits on various things where your app will get 
um, terminated without warning. So in the original SDK, and it, uh, this call is still there, you can put code in a callback that the system will trigger when there's a uh, memory pressure. Um, and, you know, basically you get a, a, a one level of warning to be like, hey, this happened. Um, so maybe start thinking about serializing some stuff and getting uh, ready to quit yourself gracefully. Um, and then there's the level two, which is, um, I hope you listened last time because like, it's <laughs> probably going to happen. Um, and then, you know, there's the, uh, uh, equivalent of a SIG kill because right. <laughs> you didn't listen. Um, off you go. <laughs> uh, but it's those ones that are happening for other reasons. Like you're not allowed to make, uh, more than 400 core data calls in a 10 minute span while in your while you're in the background and during the last build, uh, there was no cap on that. And in a future one, the limit will be 200 and then the limit <laughs> will be 350 and then it'll be 145. And like, there's just like, it's not documented. The debugger doesn't spit anything out at you. Not that you're going to hit this while debugging anyway, because it's, you know, mm -hmm. the real world random chaos um, that iOS has become. There's a bunch of stuff like that. You know, like, how do you, how are you supposed to even like write good apps when you're presented with uh, that kind of malarkey? Um, of course, the uh, uh, photos database has been something that I've been so infuriated with that. Like, <laughs> I have so many like ninety percent complete photo related projects because at some point I get to dealing with the library and it's just nonsense <laughs> but you can see this even if you're out uh, even if you're not a developer uh where you can take a picture and then go to the camera roll and then watch that picture have to download itself from the cloud yeah what the hell man i've definitely <laughs> experienced that too like i literally just took this photo on this phone on this phone that's in my hand right now <laughs> and i go to the photos app and you're fucking downloading it why didn't you just I mean, is that a lie where it just like cached it somewhere and it's writing it to disk and they just, but I don't know. It's, in, it's weird. Yeah. I, that was the most jarring experience. Like, what, what do you mean you're downloading it? I just took this. And you can also play with this and like throw airplane mode on and watch it work, <laughs> you know, like as fast as an iPhone one did. Ugh. Because it, it like, it knows when not to talk to the cloud, you know, to just take the pictures and hold on to them to when it can shoot them off later. But uh, apparently, if you have connectivity, sorry, everything's slower? Question mark. Game Center is still a shit fest too. Like I never even looked at it. <laughs> games will fail sometimes if you're not signed into Game Center, but then sometimes they'll fail if you are. Mm -hmm. And the solution is to sign out. And that's been a thing for five years whatever maybe more um which apparently is still a thing i don't know it's like well at least they brought back where you can manage your friends in game center you weren't just stuck with whatever set you had at like late 2016 whenever it was god you know it's almost like we don't need annual uh major <laughs> updates to our phone or computer operating systems like maybe scale it back a little guys yeah. What you can say about the uh, Tiger era, and that was uh, the longest running version of OS X because it's the one that was around for the transition. So it went all the way up to like 10.4.11. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Because it started on PowerPC and uh, went to Intel 32 and then Intel 64-ish. And then uh, Leopard uh, got pushed back due to resources being on uh, <laughs> uh, iPhone OS 1.0. But anyway, those late builds of Tiger were so boringly stable. Like, back then, the complaints about Apple software were like, I can't do this esoteric thing. And it wasn't like you couldn't do it. It was like, no, like the power user, like I want to have, you know, some uh, batch thing that mail does when this specific thing occurs, like that kind of stuff wasn't there. But like every type of mail service was something you could connect to without having to install any third party crap. It was just a boring client. That was a complaint about it. It was there's was, there's was nothing exciting about mail.app. It all it did was just work. Yeah, you know what I don't need from my email client is a whole bunch of excitement. <laughs> I need it to fetch my email and be responsive when I sort it, even if I have thousands of messages in my inbox because I, you know, don't responsibly manage my email. That's all I need. I don't need I don't even need calendar integration much. I mean, it, the way that mail used to work with iCal mm-hmm. <laughs> was a okay. Uh, a lot of people had a real hard on for Outlook and I still don't understand why. It's it's such a crap fest uh, on the Mac to this day. I mean, it's gotten better, but it's still bad. Like yeah. sometimes <laughs> sometimes it'll just like stop notifying you for a particular meeting forever. (laughs) And the only solution is you need to recreate that meeting. Once I accepted the cancellation of a single instance of an event, because it was a recurring meeting, and it deleted the rest of the meeting. Yeah, that sounds about right. I had to actually restart Outlook to to re-accept it from somebody's forwarded <laughs> somebody forwarded me the invite and but it's it didn't work until after I had restarted Outlook. Like really turn it off and on again <laughs> for my email client all i ugh, it's i don't ugh, it's so weird software is kind of bad because they want to like keep throwing features at things that don't need features yeah how will we differentiate ourselves i don't know just fucking work and have a responsive ui and you know if you have functionality that's in menus have the menus make a lick of sense Every single thing in, like, the current (laughs) shipping versions of everything is, like, yay, new thing, kinda, I don't know. Even the new thing that was supposed to, you know, get everyone to update to these things is, like, uselessly broken. Or it's, like, there'll be some, like, new spiffy thing, but then fucking mail is broken. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. How do you break mail? If you can't, it's like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. If you don't have anything good to add to mail, which you don't, it doesn't need stuff. Yeah, like the iOS version, uh, they couldn't resist moving the buttons around on the bottom tab bar. Holy shit. They didn't even (laughs) just move them. They just fucking hid all of them behind a reply button. So I was like, well, shit, can I not move messages to a folder anymore? And I don't know what what prompted me to tap the reply button but eventually i did and it's like that brings up a fucking menu why why are you like this <laughs> yeah but most importantly the uh, trash is no longer uh centered so so long muscle memory <laughs> <laughs> right 
Maybe too many people were accidentally deleting emails and then didn't know how to get them back. But I can think of different solutions for that that don't involve completely hiding all of the things. Yeah. Even reply is two taps. <laughs> the button looks like a reply button, but actually <laughs> it's just the gateway. Like that should be a hamburger button. If you're going to, you cowards, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to move all the actual buttons to a menu, you'll slap a hamburger on it because that's what means menu nowadays. Yeah. Not this reply button nonsense jesus back in the day it was a little downward triangle that's fine too you know whatever yeah. if you if you insist that we can't have buttons anymore <laughs> it's so angry making and it's so petty airpods pro are great though for now there's still one day a week where i apparently perform some of the spell wrong and i walk outside to do my run and Despite having already fought with the watch and whichever of Apple's latest headphones are supposed to magically <laughs> make this easy ahead of time, while I get further away from my phone, audio will be getting choppy. <laughs> yeah, just switch to the watch. Switch to the watch. That's what you're supposed oh, no, to do. Oh, no, it's on the watch because audio that comes out of the watch has lower quality that you can kind of tell. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Or maybe just Overcast does that for bandwidth reasons because, again, like moving the files to the watch is also magic. <laughs> that also doesn't work sometimes and Apple doesn't send you a notification that it failed. You know, so I'm dealing with that while uh, I'm leaving and sometimes it'll just crap out. And crap out in a weird state where it doesn't believe it's crapped out. <laughs> you know, so all the controls would be like, I'm totally in playing mode. I'm going to keep shuffling this progress bar along. If you hit the volume dingus, I'm going to react to it because I think I'm playing. And therefore, that's <laughs> not a disabled control. And because you can't do anything with these headphones to fix them without putting them in their case, I have to walk back. Because now I just have things in my ears that are not producing sound and are otherwise just collecting weird sweat on my ears. I don't know. It's kind of, it's, that's kind of like the thing where sometimes my phone is paired to my car. My car knows what song is supposed to be playing, but the audio is not coming out of my car. It is coming out of my phone. And the only solution to that is to restart my phone, which actually takes longer than rebooting my car. Yeah. Oh, another fun one is um, you get in the car, it picks up the car stereo Bluetooth, it starts playing on that, you know, everything's going perfectly fine, so you take your AirPods out to put them in their case, and it pauses. Oh, yeah, I don't <laughs> ever have my AirPods in my ears when I get in my car. Maybe that's your problem, you need to uh, put things in your ears um... for your walk to your driveway. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to do that, though, is the thing. I don't know. I guess it's become a little bit less frequent recently, I think. Although, watch, it'll happen tomorrow. Ugh, I don't know. Get boring developers. Have somebody who's in charge of mail who can stop you from fucking it up and who just makes sure that it still works on the new operating system. Like, just that the whatever AP system APIs it needs are still there. Mm -hmm. It still has access to, like, push. <laughs> the basic, like... Right. 
It's it's a basic thing, and it doesn't need to be anything but a basic thing, but it needs to fucking work. Right, and let them live in Montana if they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the uh, space you have left over in Apple Park, once you've cleared out all the software engineers who aren't working um, like directly on drivers um, or mm-hmm. are in the Fort Knox portion for unreleased hardware, turn like half of Apple Park into, you know, like a hotel for the team that is visiting for that particular week for like their one time a year where they actually have FaceTime with each other and like some actual planned crunch in like the good way, not like, oh, fuck, we need to release this thing every June (laughs) of September. No, be like, it's March and like, this is when the uh, male team is going to meet to have, you know, their annual big meeting about the direction of mail and decouple it from things. And, you know, then, you know, you can have your uh, romanticized tech fantasies about, you know, people (laughs) sleeping there and having pizza, except Mm. you'll actually have bath uh, bathrooms and showers and beds and closing doors for all of them. Oh, you know, (laughs) doors. Uh, And then once everyone's moved out of uh, the Bay area for you, uh, You'll have solved the housing crisis. Yep. Very simple. (laughs) (sighs) 